Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, adam at adamsweb.us, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. Also, pick up your copy of Ultimate Midlife Crisis, now available as an ebook or an audiobook through audible.com and the iTunes Store. Well, now it's time for Superman, and uh, the first three episodes of Hunger Incorporated, our new serial, are missing along with the last um, uh, episode of the last serial. So we pick up Hunger Incorporated in Part 4, and I think the recap is really helpful at uh, getting me to where the story is. Uh, the original air date, December the 31st, 1947, and it's Hunger Incorporated Part 4. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, Mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman investigating the reported death of Tony Amato, a refugee boy who Lois Lane is accused of sending to self-destruction, searches diligently for a sight of Tony in the depths of Canyon Gorge, on the edge of which the boy's hat and coat were found. Well, I'm convinced now that Tony is nowhere in this vicinity. But how and why did his clothes get here? Something mighty strange going on. Unless I can find Tony, this may never be explained. And Lois will continue to think she's a murderess. Back to Metropolis now to start unraveling this mystery. Away! They say bad news travels fast. But here's some good news that's traveling like grease lightning. Racing from Maine to California and from Canada to the Gulf of Mexico. You guessed it. It's news about the Superman Hidden Word Contest, beginning this coming Friday, January 2nd. Yes, sir, everybody's talking about the Superman Hidden Word Contest because it's different from all other contests. It's different because it's a game as well as a contest. Anyone can play. It doesn't matter how old you are or whether you're the best student in your class or the worst. Anyone can play this contest game, and everyone has a good chance to win. And speaking of winning, if you haven't already heard, there are 1,000 swell prizes in the Superman Hidden Word Contest. 1,000 prizes for 1,000 winners. And there's swell prizes, too. Just the kind you'll be glad to win. The more, the merrier. Oh, yes, and another thing about the Superman Hidden Word Contest. It's absolutely free. No entry fee and no box top. You just play the game, and if you're lucky, you win. Remember the date, this coming Friday, January 2nd. Don't miss it. And now, the adventures of Superman. Superman. <laughs> 
Lois Lane, girl reporter, has told her friends on the Daily Planet about a young refugee boy named Tony Amato, who had been trying to contact her, saying he needed her help. But she had been too busy to see him. Then that morning, she received a phone call from Tony's aunt, who said that Tony was dead, and that she, Lois, was responsible. Tony's cap and jacket had been found at the edge of Canyon Gorge, a vast, deep pit in the hills near Metropolis. As Superman, Kent streaked to Canyon Gorge, and after probing the dark depths of the pool at the bottom of the canyon, reported to the police that Tony's body was not there. As we continue now, once more in his guise of the mild-mannered, bespectacled Clark Kent, Superman has returned to Lois Lane's apartment, where he announces the results of his search to her and cub reporter Jimmy Olsen. Tony, or, or his body, isn't in the gorge... How did his cap and jacket get there? The only thing I can figure, Jim, is that somebody planted them there to make it appear that Tony met his death in Canyon Gorge. But, but who would... Why would I they... don't know who or why, but I intend to find out. Look, Lois, you said Tony phoned you a couple of times. Uh, did he ever give you any idea of what he wanted to see you about? No, he... Wait a minute. No? The last time he called me, he said something about food parcels. Food parcels? Yes, you of... know, the parcels for the hungry children in Europe. Oh, oh. Tony was captain of the campaign in his school, you see, and he said that he had something to tell me about them. You have no idea what that might have been? No. But I don't see how that could have anything to do with... with whatever happened to Tony. She was, neither do I. No, I'll admit I don't either, but maybe... Look, Lois, where did Tony live? Why... Why, I don't know, Clark... He told me he lived with his uncle and aunt somewhere, but I... Oh, I know where he lives, Mr. Kent. You do? Over on West 2nd Street. Okay, come with me, Jim. We'll go right over there. All right, let's go. And you're Tony's uncle, is that right, Mr. Amato? That's right, Mr. Kent. A poor little Tony. He's such a good boy. And now he's a dead. Maybe not, Mr. Amato. Matter of fact, I think he's alive. What do you say? I think someone tried to make it appear that he died in Canyon Gorge. But I think he's being held someplace for some reason. And whoever is holding him wants the police to believe he's dead. But, but why? Who would do this to Tony? We're going to find out. And we're going to find Tony, too. We hope. If Tony's alive, why do police no find him? They're trying to. Now listen, Mr. Amato. Was Tony in any trouble that you know of? Tony, no get in any trouble. He's a good boy. Oh, yes, I know, but when he tried to see Miss Lane at the Daily Planet, he seemed to be very worried. Miss Lane said Tony sounded like he was in trouble. Uh, that's not true. Tony, no get in a trouble. He's a good boy. Yes, of course. Uh, tell me, do you know what he wanted to see Miss Lane about? No. All I know is he keeps saying he's got to see her. He's a worry plenty. Well, what was he worried about? I don't know. I ask him, what do you say? Uh, Rosa, if she's my wife... She asked him all the time, too. They told me no say nothing to her, too. Mm. He told Miss Lane he wanted to see her about the food parcels. You know, the ones the school children are collecting for the hungry youngsters in Europe. Say, is it maybe that? Oh? But Tony's acted funny about the food packages uh, last week or two. Funny? What do you mean? Well, uh, Tony is all the time working very hard to get the food packages. You know, he's got the brother and two sisters in all the country. And he starved plenty there, too, before I bring him here last yeah, yeah, year. Yes, I know. But the last week or two, Tony stopped working so hard to get the package. He should get to worry, and he say, he must see Miss Elaine at the Daily Planet. She can have Help how? Tony no say. I say, if you no can see Miss Lane, why you don't talk to your boss? He's a big man. Tony say he do talk to the boss, but it don't do no good. He must see Miss Lane. Where was Tony working? 
You work off at the school and the Saturday in a wholesale grocery. Hey, that's a funny, too. What's funny? Always Tony's like his job. You see, wholesale grocery gets orders to make up food packages and send to hungry children in an old country. So Tony, he's like that. Yeah, he told me about that. But all of a sudden, Tony say he don't like it as a job no more. That is funny. Uh, did he say why? No, he don't say nothing. Rose and me, we said because he seems so worried. Yeah. But Tony no talk. He only say he must see Miss Elaine. And last night, he don't come home from work. Poor kid. Uh, where is this wholesale grocery where Tony worked, Mr. Amato? It's uh, on the River Street. Brigham Wholesale Grocery is the name. Thanks. That's our next stop. Come on, Jim. <laughs> I'm very much worried about Tony, Mr. Kent. I didn't know him very well, naturally. But I'd noticed him working in the shipping room, and I liked him. Very eager and likable little chap, too, he was. Uh, when was the last time you saw him, Mr. Brigham? Why, let me see. It was when he came to my office to talk to me. A day or two ago, it was. I'm not quite sure which day. I see. Uh, may I ask what he wanted to see you about? Oh, I gather it was the same thing he talked to me about a couple of weeks ago. The food packages for the children in Europe. Yes, Seems he'd heard from his brothers and sisters in Europe and that they hadn't received any parcels yet. Oh. He was quite upset about it. I explained that it took time to ship and distribute the parcels, and his brother and sisters would surely get there soon, and lots of them. I see. Was that all? Yes, that was all, Mr. Kent. I wish I could be of more help, as I say. I was very fond of Tony. Yes, yes. Well, thanks very much, Mr. Brigham. I, I see you're getting ready to leave now. Yes, so yes, we'll... we close at six o'clock. Well, it's just about six, so we won't keep you. Thanks again. Let's go, Jim. Well, looks as if we're no further than we were when we started, Mr. Kent. Oh, cheer up, Jim. We've made some progress. We have? Mm -hmm. Like what? Well, for one thing, I'm quite certain now those food parcels for hungry kids are at the bottom of Tony's disappearance. And my hunch is he found out something about them. Found out what? Well, it's only a hunch, so I'd rather not say yet, but... No. I've got a feeling maybe the guy who owns this wholesale grocery, Brigham, is behind it. He seemed pretty slick to me. Uh-uh, let's not jump to conclusions, Jim. Now, look, I want to see Inspector Henderson right away. Uh-huh. You go back to the office and wait for me, okay? Sure, okay. Good. I'll see you soon. So long, Jim. So long, Mr. Kent. Well, might as well go over and get a bus. Hey, hey, kid. Huh? Are you calling me? Uh-huh. Come here a minute. What do you want? Shh. Not so loud. I heard you with the other guy in old Brigham's office. You want to know what happened to Tony Amato, huh? Yeah. Who are you? Shh. Not so loud. I'm the night watchman here, see? And I can tell you what happened to Tony. You can? What? Shh. You, you want to get me in trouble? Oh, no, but... Listen, tell me what... Shh, I can't talk now. Everybody ain't out the building yet. Now, look, kid. Walk down to the corner, see? Then turn around and walk back here. Everybody will be gone, but then you come in, and I'll tell you about Tony. But, but look, if you really know... I know, I know, all right. Then I'll get a police officer. And... Oh, no. Oh, no, you don't. If a cop comes in here and they find out I squeal, I'll get it like this. <laughs> But oh, here comes old Brigham. Get going now and come back here in five minutes. 
alone. Uncertainly, Jimmy Olsen stares after the lanky, watery-eyed watchman who disappears into the Brigham Wholesale Grocery Warehouse. Then, his hands clenched in excitement, the young reporter starts walking to the corner of the darkening street as he was directed. What will happen? We'll be back in a moment with the tense climax of today's episode, so keep listening. And now, just another brief word about the big Superman Hidden Word Contest starting this coming Friday, January 2nd. As I told you at the beginning of the program, there are 1,000 prizes in the contest. There isn't time now to tell you about all the prizes, but just to give you an idea, 250 of you will each win a full box of bubble gum. Yes, you heard right. There are 250 boxes with 100 pieces of bubble gum in each box. Imagine having that much bubble gum for your very own. So be sure to remember to listen to the Superman program this coming Friday, January 2nd. It's the first day of the contest, and you won't want to miss the hidden word. We'll give you all the rules and regulations of the contest on Friday. But until then, tell all your friends about it and get them to listen, too. Keep the starting date in mind. Friday, January 2nd, the day after tomorrow. Be sure to listen. Back to the adventures of Superman. Told by the watchman of the Brigham Wholesale Grocery Company that he knew what had happened to young Tony Amato, cub reporter Jimmy Olsen, following the watchman's instructions, has walked to the corner of the street. Now, as darkness closes in on the almost deserted wholesale and warehouse district, Jimmy, tense with excitement, is walking back, apparently just strolling to the warehouse. Unknown to Jimmy, two roughly dressed men, their caps pulled low on their foreheads, are crouched in the dark shadows of the grocery warehouse near the door, watching him approach. Hey, look. Ain't that the Olsen kid coming out, Red? Yeah, yeah, that's him, Spike. How about the watchman? <laughs> Don't worry about him. Good. So this kid wants to know what happened to Tony Amato, huh? Yeah. We'll tell him, all right. Only it ain't got... Hold it, Red. Here he comes. Get ready to let him have it. Drawing themselves up in the darkness, the two men prepare to spring at the unsuspecting Jimmy Olsen, who is walking directly into their trap. Who are these men and what will happen to Jimmy? Yes, and what is the strange mystery surrounding the young refugee boy, Tony Amato? Don't miss Friday's exciting episode in our new action-packed mystery adventure story, fellows and girls. Tune in same time, same station, for Chapter 5 of Hunger Incorporated on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned now for Captain Midnight, which follows in a moment. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.